This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's Race Game. Good morning and happy Chinese New Year. This is Frida Liu. Sheila Singham from The Human Equation joins us today. Uh, she's been with us before. We were saying, what, 2009. So it's good to be speaking to you again, Sheila. It's good to be back, Frida. Right. And uh, today we, we talk about this uh, topic, especially now everybody just come back from the holidays almost, um, moving forward in their career. And this motivation to create, how um, becoming more versatile in your career. And it's very, very interesting that, you know, we, we want to talk about this, you know. Um, first of all, you know, when you talk about being creative as well, you must want it, right? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I think sometimes people just don't know that they have the potential to be creative mm-hmm. because people get stuck in a rut, they get stuck in a box and they just think that this is what I'm here to do and, and that's all that's expected of me. And I think it's it, it's um, something that's dependent on the individual as well as the employers, the company. So if the company gives people the room to grow, to become more creative, encourages uh, creativity and versatility, then people tend to sort of grow into that role that's expected of them. Right, and you yourself have a very interesting journey. I mean, you <laughs> use, you, well, you write, you still do. Yes. And, you know, how your whole career, maybe you can just share a little bit about that career progression, I guess, that you have been very versatile. I have been, actually, come to think of it, yes. Um, in retrospect, I look back and say, wow, I, I can't imagine that, you know, I took that journey. I actually went into different industries during my uh, career. Uh, that spans now, um, well, more than three decades, so you'll know how old I am. Um, I started off as a school teacher simply because um, it, was, it was the early 80s and, you know, there was uh, jobs as scarce. So my parents, being teachers themselves, said, uh, go do your diploma in education and then become a teacher. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be a teacher. But they said, well, just do it because we're not going to uh, support you if you just stay at home without a job. So I went and did it. And With those kind words. Very kind words, yeah. Autopet- automatically, um, you know, got posted after my DPED and I was a teacher for more than 10 years teaching um, mathematics. Wow. Yeah, that's right. But I got sort of a bit bored after a while. It wasn't the teach. I love teaching. It was just uh, all the other uh, administrative things that came with teaching. I got fed up of that. And so I said that I want to do something else. And, you know, you have a lot of free time as a teacher in mm. those days, mm-hmm. not now. So I'd come home from school about 2 o'clock and the whole day sort of yawned ahead of me. <laughs> and uh, it so happened at that time I, I bought a house. And I got very interested in real estate. So I said, well, let me try and sell some houses. Okay. So I did that part time. And then I joined the real estate company as a trainer because I, um, you see, that's the thing about being creative. You don't wait until the opportunity opportunity comes and then sort of try and be creative. You've got to be prepared. Uh, you got to have a vision of where you want to go with your yeah. life. So while I was a teacher, I did some training courses and all that. So when I joined the real estate company and I was doing very well, um, the owner said, come and be my recruitment and training manager. So there I hopped on to that. And then from there, I started writing about property. You mm. know, I, I joined a property section of a major uh, English daily and started to write. I, I didn't know if I could write to save my life. Mm. But fortunately, uh, my editor, Andrew Wong, he had a lot of faith in me. He said, uh, if you can talk like this, then I'm sure you can write. Lah. So I went and joined the paper and found out, voila, I could write, you know. Okay. I think that, that, that writer was waiting to come out. Right. And so I, I did, I, and from, from uh, property, I went to, on to write business. And then I went on to write um, lifestyle. 
and I did that for about 10 years. Mm. And then I I encountered um, neuro-linguistic programming. I went for a, a course. I was always interested in it. And from there, after I, I came out with my pra- uh, practitioner certification, I said, I love writing, but I think I want to do more with my life. Right. So I went back into training. I went and uh, joined a <coughs> public listed company which had a training academy and... Um, I went there and I uh, developed, designed new programs and I don't know where I got that creativity from, probably right. from neuro-linguistic programming, mm-hmm. which uh, sort of unleashed my un- uh, un- unconscious creativity. Right. And so I went and, and I was doing training and um, development of programs and content and all. And then after a while I said, hang on, why don't I just go out and do this for myself, mm. you know? I'll have a lot more freedom. Freedom's very important to me. Yeah. So I went out and started my own company. And there you are, sitting, in front, uh, sitting in front of me. Yeah. Now, in, in the workplace, right, how can, how can we be more versatile? Um, is it, what's stopping us from being more versatile in the workplace? Or, you know, what are some things we can do? Okay, what's stopping us is usually, one thing could be fear, the fear of trying out new things um, because we're afraid to fail. You know, a lot of people are like, I don't want to try something new. What if I fail? Right. And people will catch on that I really don't know how to work mm. or whatever the fear oh, may be. I don't be. know how to do that. You mm. know? But I always believe that there are no wrong decisions. You know, um, I, I read this book very early in my life. It's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway mm, yeah. by Susan Jeffers, right? And she says there are no wrong decisions. There's just this decision and that decision. Okay. And so if you, you take one path and it doesn't work for you, then just go and take the other path. And when you take the word wrong out of it, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I think every time you go and make a decision, whether it works or not, you've actually stepped out of your, your boundaries, you mm. know, out of your box. So it's important to, to recognize that it's okay to make a decision, even if it doesn't work because then all you do is that you just come back and take a new path. Right. So in the workplace, to be more versatile, do you then take on projects and, you know, uh, offer and volunteer your time on other things? Um, Yeah, that's very important in in being versatile. You know, in today's workplace, a lot of people come and say, complain to me and they say, you know, my boss is just piling on more and more stuff on me and new things. It's really outside my job scope. And I, I, I really don't lie on these people. No. Okay. I say, you know, at the end of the day, it's a great opportunity to become more creative and become more versatile. And in a way, it uh, sort of increases your marketability because you learn to do more things. It's just like I keep telling them, if I had not stepped out of my boundary as a teacher and gone into sales... I might never have known that I'm good at sales. Mm. And then I went into writing and then I went into training mm. and I realized I made, made it a point to be good at all of those things. Right. Right. But there are some things I might not be good at. Mm. And if, if I try that and I'm not so good at that, then I step back and go back and do what I'm good at, you know. Right. So when you, when you push your boundaries, when you take on new projects, new tasks, that might not even be in your job scope, even if you're not being paid extra for it. Right. Do it because it's going to expand your own boundaries. It's going to stretch your creativity. And when you do that, I mean, you, it, it can only be for your own good. How do you connect <coughs> versatility and creativity? How, how are they interlinked? Well, to be versatile, you need to be creative. 
versatile to be versatile means the ability to do different things to take on different projects to um, have strategic thinking skills to be able to have problem solving skills and all of this can only come about if you have um, a learn to be creative you have taken that first step in the journey to creativity mm-hmm. because with creativity what's actually happening is that you're tapping into your own mind you're tapping into your own ability that's sort of maybe dormant that mm. you don't even know exists but you you go out there and try new things every time you try new things you learn new things i mean I, i've been reading about that uh neuroplasticity right, right? The new new neurons are being uh, formed new yeah. neurons are being formed and then that's actually enriching and strengthening your brain and your capability to to think and and look at new ways to do things new solutions that sort of thing all right uh we'll continue our conversation uh, around this the motivation to create becoming more versatile in your career i'm here with Sheila Singham from the human equation is raise your game bfm 89.9 good morning this is uh, frida liu is raise your game Sheila Singham from the human equation here with me on the fourth day of chinese new year yes fifth day fifth of chinese day. new year <laughs> yep our topic today motivation to create becoming more versatile in your career and that's really important i think if you want to move on um explore new opportunities but if that's your thing right now can we do anything to develop our creative potential you know what what can we do well there are a few things that you can actually do one thing is you can start modeling creative people mm. modeling is a process whereby you study the person who whose um characteristics you want to take on you model their value system their belief system in themselves see a lot of creative people they're not afraid to try new things they'll just go out there and mm. create you know um for example I, i'll tell you my story when i was in school in form 3 my art teacher told me you cannot draw to save your life okay. so you don't take art for your form 3 so i took music instead mm. but all through the years i realized i had as uh, i had um ability to 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 choose colors to okay. you know to blend colors to look at decor i i actually had visual capability some sort of artistic capability mm. and my friends used to tell me you're so artistic i'm like really know my teacher said i can't draw then one day i came across this book that said um it, the title is drawing on the right side of the brain mm-hmm. by this woman called i think it was betty white and she teaches you actually how to draw using the right side of the brain And of course I was afraid to try because I said what if I can't draw you know like hopes dashed you know but I took the book and I I followed the video and I actually learned how to draw right and I actually did some pretty good pictures okay. and I said well I can draw you know so it's that taking that first step first of all in saying that I want to do something different and and putting in place a, a system to actually go into it either to um following somebody else modeling somebody right. else or doing it today that there's so much on the internet youtube and yeah. books and videos there's really no excuse and it. it's amazing how you say something that happened in form 3 mm. and how that has become a self-limiting belief for years yes yes absolutely wow okay right so this self this limiting beliefs actually stop us from being creative from trying new things um and we really need to get past that we need to find ways to empower ourselves and say it's okay lah i go and try and if mm. it doesn't work then it doesn't work lah i'll just go and try something else <laughs> yeah. see the thing about being learning creativity learning to be creative is that you never stop 
trying new things. And you say modeling their behavior, modeling their habits. Like, you know, we read about entrepreneurs, why they're successful. Because I wake up at five in the morning to do such and such. Mm. Maybe you want to model that. Yes. If exactly. That's, if that's what all the successful entrepreneurs are doing, mm-hmm. maybe I should try waking up at five and see and, and model what they do from five to eight. Yeah, you could do that. What you could do is you can even model a few mm. and take the best parts of what they're doing that, that suit you, right. your schedule, you know, and what you want to do because you've got to also be comfortable with it. Yeah. If you, and you've got to model someone that you can model. Mm. I mean, right now, if you're just starting off as an entrepreneur, then if you're trying to model Tony Fernandez or Richard Branson, uh, that's a bit okay. stretching it. Yeah, okay. But it's okay. It's you can okay. still it's read okay. their books and yeah. you can still listen to what they do and take some pointers from that so mm. that's one thing Modeling. pick someone who is good at what you are doing and learn from them learn from their habits their value system their belief system their attitude their behavior i mean you know also you need to take on a physiology of excellence right if you just got your head bowed and say you cannot lie you know then mm. you really your 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 spirit and your emotions are going to be matching that as well right right so i i there are a lot of people out there who say you can do anything you set your mind to. Yeah, okay, but you yeah. must want to and you must have certain innate capabilities as yeah. well. And not just sort of like blindly do that. There are ah. steps to yeah. set your mind to. That's it. right, that's okay. right. Right, modeling. Modeling. So another thing is what I do, what I teach in my training programs, I actually go in and teach people like, uh, strategic thinking skills and creative thinking skills so even in business like you know so if we are talking to a group of um, professionals you know salespeople about creating new business opportunities for example I actually allow them to dream hmm. you see very often we don't let ourselves to it even to dream because we say oh, we can't achieve it I, I dare not even verbalize the dream because people will laugh at me so then don't go and tell the whole world about it <laughs> you know that's the mistake sometimes we make we tell people who are supportive mm. who are close to us who know our capabilities and what we can achieve so you need to be able to dream and one of the things that I've done um, for the past 20 years of my life is to write down these things okay. what I want my dream mm. because when you just keep it in your head then it's just a dream. It's just floating there like a cloud. But the minute you write it down, it's like you're putting legs under the dream. And then it actually translates into a vision or a goal. Mm -hmm. And then you sit down and put it in what we call a well-formed outcome model. As in you visualize yourself having achieved it, then you ask yourself, do you have the resources? If you don't have the resources, never mind. Can you get the resources? Then go get the resources. You know, so is it achievable? And you you ask yourself these questions. So actually, you're just making that dream become more and more solid in your Mm. mind, you know. So what I do is when I do these workshops with people, I say, okay, what do you want to do that's uh, different, you know, to to maybe sell your product or expand your business? Uh, Dream about it dream about it so we'll have one group of people as the dreamers then you'll have the other group of people who are the realists so these are the people say okay what do we need to do what don't we have what's the the plan and you know the pathway to make this happen Mm, mm. so then everyone gets very excited then we bring in the critics Ah. the critics are the ones who will look at the The devil's advocate ah, they look at the loopholes and say okay fantastic idea very good pathway and all but how are you going to answer this question? What are you going to do if people don't want it? How there, there are some things in your wonderfully thought out plan that's missing. And it's great because you're saying, you know how hap- what happens to meetings? You get three of them together mm. and they're all going to be an argument. When you place it out, okay, this is what 
and you're very clear about what your roles. You yes. can see how it actually pans out beautifully. Act- yeah, actually, mm-hmm. and when when I've done this as an exercise in in corporate training programs, what has happened is at the end of the day, they actually come up with real solutions to real problems or some project that you know was just up there in the air. Mm. They're able to put it down and they're able to come up with uh, what are the realistic solutions and methods to to make it happen. And then you've also got um, those critics who come and say, look, these are some things you haven't thought of. You need to think of this for this to be right. a completely workable plan. And it's amazing. This uh, this is actually what Walt Disney did. You know, yeah. He put people in different rooms to, to brainstorm um, these different roles. So what we do is we have each group doing this taking on different roles so you continuously if you want to do it as an individual also you can you just dream and write down your dreams mm. then you go and evaluate it as in the role of the realist so you step out of the dreamer she'll get into the role of the realist and then after that once it, it sort of looks like it's you know clearly on the way then you take on the critic role and then ask yourself what have I forgotten what have I missed out what is it that I haven't considered and so actually you yourself can come up with a, a, a plan for for your life for doing something new or taking on a new career I right. mean I know because I, I've done it three times three different industries you know very frightening yeah. let me just tell you that when you're <laughs> embarking on a new career a new industry that you've never been in before it is scary mm. it's really scary and then you show up on the first day of work and you say what, what have I, I done <laughs> and I want to just go back to my comfort zone and I tell you this Frida um, expanding my boundaries of creativity has actually helped me to become a very um, brave person mm. I used to be a creature of comfort you know mm. like when I had to change house and change car and change my place in the office I would like traumatized for <laughs> one day like that because you know change yeah. I hated change but because I had to I went through so many changes in my life because I guess the excitement of trying these new jobs and see if I could do it sort of superseded the fear so I went and when I found that I couldn't I excelled in it I'm like wow change is kind of fun actually mm. yeah mm. so okay yeah. now what will developing our creative potential do for our personal and prof- and professional lives well for one it can help you to find new ways to solve problems um, solve the challenges that might be facing your business come up with new ways of doing business create new business opportunities now I believe like the blue ocean strategy mm. it all arose out of creative thinking yeah and also to to look at possibilities in every situation so when when you develop your creativity problems are no longer problems they're just like challenges that need to be overcome you know I, I always tell people in my trainings the story of uh, you know the late Tansri Lim Gotong and I just go and tell people you know where everyone else saw a mountain <laughs> this man saw a business opportunity and and look at that where that has that vision has taken him today mm. and after that you know I don't have to to knock them on the head and talk to them about overcoming challenges and all that that fantastic metaphor they get it straight away mm. it's like looking instead of looking at them whatever is in front of you as a mountain and obstacle you look upon it as a challenge because when you overcome it and and move past it you and you can climb that mountain you can blast a hole through it you can go around it there's so right. many ways to to go yeah. past that mountain right yeah. so that also in, includes creativity you need to have creative thinking to be able to see how to go through that mountain or you know mm. around the mountain and um and i tell people that once you have done that the sense of achievement 
my goodness, nothing can beat that, you know. Hmm. Nothing can beat that sense of achievement of knowing that you you had a mountain in front of you and you went past it and you survived and you've excelled and, and you know, then it really gets you ready to climb another mountain. Right. Okay, so versatility <laughs> increases when you develop creativity. Yeah. So what does it mean to be versatile? Why is it something to be coveted? Because when you are versatile, it um, actually allows you to go into different industries. It allows you to multitask. Um, you're not afraid anymore of trying new things because you know that inside of you, you've, you've got sort of like a, a pattern yeah. for, for, for challenging um, obstacles, for, for trying new things. Now, every time you, you, you do something creative, right, you come up with a new idea, a new business opportunity, you solve a problem in a really amazing way, that, that sort of gives you like a blueprint mm. for doing it again. Mm. You know, and every time you do it again, you actually enlarge, uh, expand that blueprint, so it becomes more and more complex. So actually, when you develop your creativity, you become more versatile. Um, you become more marketable as well. True. You know, I, I see. I, I like to do things personally on my on my my side. When I do something or attempt something. I like to make sure I'm good at it. Right. So on the, in the business side, I, I I believe that you know I've achieved what I want to achieve in terms of writing. I still write for fun to keep the skills alive. That's important as well mm. in creativity. Mm. You just need to keep that those creative skills alive. Um, I love training. That that's my zone. You know, mm. training and coaching and watching people's lives turn around as a result. I love doing that. But I also love things like cooking, and I I like. Ex- Expanding my creativity right. in cooking, you know, I I love cooking, and I always told um, people when I started my business, it was like two eight two nine. People came and said to me, "Hey, the economy is going down, and all that. First thing that will go is training and all that." I said, "It's okay. This is what I want to do." Yeah. But um, maybe one day I will, if if it doesn't work out, then I can just open a nasi lemak stall and sell nasi lemak, you know, because. I'm good at that too. <laughs> you, you know, and, and that's the thing as well. I find that when, uh, because oh. of uh, when work allows me or other areas to for me to be creative, I find that I enjoy my job a lot more because I'm able to uh, bring back more value to what I'm doing right now. So, and you know, I try different different projects along the way, um, and it enhances me as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, the thing about um, your cooking, you know, I mean, one of the things that I used to say to myself is, I can't cook, mm. and I've changed that. No, I don't want to cook. Mm. Maybe one day I will. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The, the the I can't should yeah. be changed to mail. I don't want to. Or mm. you know, if you really want to do it, you need to start feeding these positive affirmations into into your your head. Okay. Uh, here's to more. Uh, versatility in your career. I've been speaking to Sheila Singham from The Human Equation is Raising Game, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.